Hello and welcome back to City Beautiful SC in Orlando City Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Stump, and today is February 12th. It is a Sunday. We are just a couple weeks, we're all under a couple weeks now, to the opening of the season where Orlando City will kick off against the New England Revolution, or sorry, not doing New York Red Bull. Uh, New England Revolution is the preseason game coming up on the 18th, which is this Saturday, which is also the kit reveal. So if you're in the area and you want to head over to Exploria, um, I think it's from like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or something similar to that. Um, it might be a little later. Uh, I can't ever remember the times and I don't have it pulled up. But uh, check it out on Orlando City SC's website. They do have the kit reveal and a preseason match against the New England Revolution on the 18th of February, which is Saturday. And then the 25th is Red Bull, 730 Eastern Time kickoff. I will be there in attendance for the opening night of Orlando City uh, against the Red Bulls. Uh, a really good team in the East, probably one of the top four teams in the East. So looking forward to the new boys getting uh, into uh, some of these matches against the Red Bull. Just want to kind of recap some of the stuff that's been going on in the preseason. Yesterday, um, Orlando City tied uh, 2-2 to um, with the Colorado Rapids in their preseason match. Um, uh, we've had really good performances from Gaston Gonzalez, who scored yesterday, who's looked phenomenal. He, it's his uh, first season with Orlando City, second season as far as the signings concerned. He came over um, this year to play, uh, was injured last year, all of last year with the knee injury. Um, this will be his first season with the club, and he's looked phenomenal. Midfielder, uh, a depth piece, I think, right now. Um, as you kind of look at the depth in the squad rotation, but definitely a good piece going forward could break the starting 11 uh, eventually uh, as time goes on and just kind of fills into those different positions that need a rest or anything like that. A lot of games coming up with leagues cup, us open cup, defending that title uh, also champions league. So looking forward to Orlando sitting, getting started on that. And um, Dugradan has played extremely well uh, now has two goals. Martino Hayda. Uh, I think had another goal. Um, so it, it just a lot of good stuff from Orlando city on those front pieces. Air uh, John Cara has played pretty well, has a goal in the preseason. Uh, Duncan McGuire has scored again as well. So really, really fascinated with all these pieces that are coming together for Orlando city. Um, you've got all the back line ready to go healthy. So that's exciting for Orlando city fans, just because the inconsistencies and hurt uh, players last year and all the injuries really did kind of derail the season, uh, which is why we kind of finished seventh, where our defense was just not as good. Um, we actually lost eight games at home, winning just nine. It was actually the most home losses in the Eastern Conference. So uh, a difficult season uh, in Orlando, and that's where we start things off next week. Not next week. Well, yeah, next week preseason is here, but the following, the following week, 25th against Red Bulls, uh, who are a really good team. So Excited to kind of see where we are uh, in that uh, measuring that bar there um, against uh, the Red Bulls. But really excited how the season's been going. Preseason has been going so far. Excited about the kit reveal next Saturday. Um, hopefully we'll go uh, live uh, next Sunday to kind of discuss uh, what the kit looks like and, and how all that works. And then uh, I will also be recording that Sunday, um, not live, but I will be recording our season preview, looking at the Eastern Conference and looking at uh, how Orlando City stacks up, talking about some of these other teams and just kind of going through uh, an overview of all these teams that have uh, are in the East uh, and some teams that the, the Lions can be looking out for for the season. But today what I wanted to do is I, I'm actually going to drop in 
a season preview that I did with my friend Jordan Wiegand and co-host over at Stateside Soccer Show. So if you want some MLS news, MLS coverage, uh, where we cover the whole league, not just Orlando City, check out my other podcast where I co-host uh, that podcast with Jordan Wiegand. Again, the Stateside Soccer Show, if you look us up on Twitter, we also retweet and follow them quite a bit. So, or us, <laughs> not them. But yeah, if you want to check out our MLS podcast, definitely do that. This is the sister show, um, City Beautiful SC uh, so check out the MLS specific podcast. Check out this one if you like Orlando City. But today, again, we're going to be talking with Jordan and we're going to be going through Orlando City, the things that they've added, doing their season preview on things that we're excited for, where we think, you know, a good season might fit for Orlando City, what we're looking for um, from some of these new additions, uh, some things that we're going to be missing with the departures and talking a little bit more in depth than we have before about some of these acquisitions and then getting some of his thoughts as a fan uh, of the Philadelphia Union, but also just covering MLS in an unbiased way. Jordan gives us a realistic perspective on, I think, what we can expect as fans. Um, and then also what I think uh, as far as the new additions and a little bit more depth into um, maybe some of the episodes that we did uh, last week, kind of building off of that, but also really getting into the nitty gritty of what this team kind of looks like, this roster build out. And then next week we will actually do a live uh, sorry, not live, a recorded prediction show where I tell you what the East I think is going to look like, what the, you know, uh, what all of the things Orlando City can do to kind of prepare for that following or for this coming season in 2023. But anyway, thanks for listening. Um, I've gotten great listenership uh, so far. I've gotten some feedback, some comments and things like that over on Twitter, but also uh, for Stateside Soccer Show, people have been following along because we've been retweeting this show with that show. So, again, thanks for the support. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys are enjoying the content. And, again, I'm still looking for somebody, if anybody's interested in kind of jumping on, talking some Orlando City soccer with me, I'm happy to have a co-host. I'd love to kind of test out the waters with you and see if we can get somebody else on this podcast so it's not just me rambling on and on. So, again, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this episode where Jordan Wiegand and I talk about Orlando City and what we expect from them this season. And I will see you guys after the uh, interview or, I guess, conversation with Jordan. Let's take a look at Orlando, I guess, here. Head coach Oscar Perea. Last season, Logan, I'm not sure where we put a successful season for them. Maybe home, home playoff spot? Yeah, Is that it what it was? Playoff, That's yeah. what I thought. They did not reach that. They got no. seventh in the East. They couldn't they win at home. <laughs> barely, barely made the playoffs. They two points ahead of Columbus crew um, Columbus crew who were so bad. They fired Caleb Porter. Well, cause they lost two seasons in a row. Right. But so it was a little dangerous there for Oscar Preya. I think one of the saving graces, right. Is I think the Wilfs like them, but I also think that open cup. So I think if I had to reevaluate, it was a, a successful season. They won the open cup, which is their first MLS trophy. As, a, well, as an MLS side, I mean, and then still made the playoffs. Uh, I think that was think, lost in the first round, right? Or, well, did they? Yeah, lost in the first round. Yeah, to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Not good. It was. It's confusing from this FB from ref that I'm seating, looking at. Yeah. It says notes, and it just says first round, first round, first round, first round, first round, first round. And the only one it says conference semifinals is Philadelphia. So I'm like, did nobody update this? Nobody um, advanced. It's nobody just, advanced except Philly. Man, nope. that's crazy. It was all a simulation. <laughs> nobody advanced to the final. That's kind of odd. Um, but yeah, so you know they, they got bounced out by Montreal. 
not great. Lots of injuries last year. Kara led the team with 11 goals, which was good, not great. Uh, Torres had nine goals and eight assists last year. First, a great first season uh, for them. Defense had some issues because they're, again, one of these teams that scores 44, gives up 53, and they really probably need another goal threat to 15, 20 goals. They're still looking for that guy. Maybe somebody makes a leap, or maybe they have to sign somebody. But they also lost a lot, Logan, from this team. Junior Urso, gone. Pato, gone. Tesho Akandele is gone. Uh, not that he did too much. Pereira, gone. Uh, Matinho, Jao Matinho, gone. Ruan, Benji Michelle, Mulraney, all of them gone. Now they bring in a lot here, right? They bring in Gaston Gonzalez for uh, what midfield depth. Martin Oyeda, um, who is 24 years old, 13 goals, 14 assists for Godoy Cruz in Argentina, which is pretty good in 45 games. They bring in Degur Dan Thurhalsen, uh, which is a native of Hafnafjorn in Iceland. Nice job. That was actually pretty solid. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I did not know it's how to du- say that. It's Dugerdan. You almost got that right, but you did. You did get that name right on the end. I'm not going to try that. Yeah. Or no, the no, native. No, no, no. The native. <laughs> the, the native of uh, that Harfnar. Harfnar yes. <laughs> uh, He had 11 goals and seven assists in 40 appearances, um, which helped his club win the Icelandic championship. They bring in Ramiro Enrique for central forward depth. He's a 21-year-old who has a deal through 2025 with club options for both 2026 and 2027. He is a U22 initiative signing, um, which is along with Gaston Gonzalez and Cesar Arujo, Rajo. And then you have Luca Petrasso is left back. Felipe Martins, I like that signing, actually. Shaq Mohamed who was a, a draft piece, um, Duncan McGuire, which was central forward added. And then you have Rafael Santo, who is supposed to be the starting left back. Whole new team. I think that is one thing that's very tough to say what's a success or not going into this season, right? <laughs> but I think this is a club we were talking about that probably needed this, really, right? I mean, you kept the forwards who were probably the bright spot of last season. But you end up moving on from pieces like, what, Nico Giacchini, right, who went to St. Louis. Benji Michelle. Benji Michelle. Right. Pieces that weren't really – I mean, Benji, I feel like, did better than Giacchini. Giacchini did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giacchini just never figured it out, you know. So I think moving on from some of those pieces helps. uh, And I think what you're starting to see is more of the influence of – Perea and the Wilfs and less of the former Brazilian owners, right? Where it was a lot of those type of signings. So I I feel like we're getting a whole different team. And I'm actually really excited about watching Orlando with, with a whole new team as we go into it here. Uh, They, I guess I want to get your thoughts. You're the one that covers them now, right? On your podcast and just kind of, you're down there, you're going to opening day. What's the vibes like you would think in or in the Orlando fan sphere and just your expectations and with a whole new squad pretty much? 
I would say the expectations and, and the buzz is just massive, bigger than I've ever seen uh, for Orlando City. And that's saying a lot because we've had Nani, we bring in Pato, you know, there's been that Brazilian infusion um, into the squad in recent years, but now it's a completely different team. Uh, I would say the biggest loss is obviously going to be Junior Junior Urso. Um, he was the heartbeat of this team. I love Junior so much. I wish he would have stuck around. It just didn't seem like it was going to work with the. I guys. think of him every day, and yeah. I, you know, it sounds that sounds crazy, but yeah. there is a thing on my walk over here, uh, like a roundabout, and it is donated by the Urso Foundation. Oh, okay, yeah. no relation. But yeah. Every time I pass it, I'm like, oh, Junior Urso. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to do the bear, like he's the bear. So it was like I thought that you saw somebody doing the bear or something. But uh, the cocaine bear, the movie yeah, coming out. <laughs> right. I, I think that's Junior. Um, no. But uh, they needed this, man. They, they And you and I talked about this. Like It seemed like Orlando was – they were kind of sitting on that number four to five spot, and they were just never going to improve on that. You know what I mean? Like it seemed like that – and I think that's why the fans just lost interest. But now you look at it. Gaston Gonzalez, they signed last year. He doesn't come over because he's been hurt. So this is his first year. It's like a brand-new signing. He's a young kid. He's looked phenomenal um, off of an MCL injury. Probably one of the best in this offseason, along with Martino Ojeda, who's been one of the best players in preseason across the MLS. And they've been writing about it, how much of a threat he's been, how ready he is for this league, which is shocking because it's really hard. Uh, Duger Don has come in and scored two goals and two beautiful goals. Uh, you look at Ramiro and Grike, who can score from his previous experiences um, uh, in the Uruguay leagues. Uh, I, I think it. It's just it, it seems like this team just came in and they they did the Wolves spent like seven million and that's really not a lot compared to all the stuff that they brought in like brought in and, and got out so um, Shaq Mohammed is supposed to be a really good depth piece in center mid they actually think he's one of the only draft picks along with Duncan who can come in they got two great drafts players pieces that are going to be first team players eventually i think so duncan mcguire scored a couple goals here in preseason two against the loons like against guys that you know are defenders in this league that are pretty decent um so i mean it just from top to bottom man they look like a really solid team it just depends now i think on how well they gel together if they come in and gel together this team you're looking at uh what should be a four and above i think just because of all the pieces that they've added i would say depending on how long it takes though it could you could see them kind of sitting in sixth to fifth spot for quite some time just because these pieces tend to struggle getting together um and then you kind of worry about the consistency with their Giancara. um facundo torres is a star in this league but again if or it, it is if I had to set a bar for this season, Jordan, looking forward to 2023, how quickly can this team gel together? That's the question, right? So I yeah. think for me, a successful season would be. Did you just say fourth is what the aim is? I would say fourth. Yeah. With okay. the turnover. Yeah. I'm going to go a little lower. Yeah. I'm going to say, even if it's seven teams, I'm thinking fifth, sixth an improvement from last year. And, and the reason I'm leaving that wiggle room, well, I do think this squad has a lot of potential and I believe in Perea, it, it, but it is the issue of them adjusting to MLS, right? All of these players adjusting to major league soccer is something that can take a while. Like you said. So I think Perea can get them on board. I think he can get all that going, but it's the good thing is like the two strikers are, are, you know, uh, Kara and um, uh, who am I blanking on right now? 
uh, Kara and Enrique. Are you talking about the backup striker? Or are you talking about the winger, Facundo? Yeah, Facundo. Sorry, yeah. Torres. Yep. Okay. So you have both of them who were scoring goals. If they can continue that and maybe increase their goals. And then you also have these new players coming in and adjusting. Like, I like that the, the people that scored last year are still there. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. Yeah. Cause now it's like, okay, let's build around that. And maybe we can even get them better service and get them more goals, get the, you know, like, uh, adding to that. But I think, the, you know, the issue is mostly like defense and stuff. So hopefully that gets ironed out. So I'm going to say fifth or six is good. And I think that's the aim if it's seven or nine playoff teams. I think you just want to see an improvement standing wise, but here's where I'll throw a wrinkle in that. By the time they hit the playoffs, I feel like this team should be clicking where when they get in the playoffs, I want to see them go a round or two deeper. I want them to go. I want them to show something, right? Cause I feel like they get in the playoffs each time and it's, Oh, we lost. Oh, you know, they haven't made that step. Now open cup showed that they were able to like nab a trophy and play in a knockout style thing. So I really like that, but it's, the main issue I'm finding is, and this might be too early to say this, this might be a next year thing, but I think really if you have them firing on all cylinders, it's time to go a round or two into the playoffs, get a little deeper. And then the following season, the goal is conference semifinal conference final MLS cup final, something like that. You don't have to win it yet, but you know, I, what I really want to see from them is the leap that Philly made once Ernst Tanner came in, right? And once they started finding pieces and once Jim Curtin, you know, like I think we can kind of equate them a bit, right? Because Perea has kind of been under uh, both regimes, right? So Curtin was under both GMs. Ernie Stewart and Tanner, and he made the leap with Tanner, and he has been able to make those progressions each year. Okay, we want a supporter shield. Great. We get to the conference final. Great. We win the conference final next time we get them less cup final. And if Gareth Bale doesn't exist, we win it, right? Like th- that is kind of like the step by step by step I want to see from Orlando. I want to see a, a, an increase. And then next year, I want to see a bigger increase. And then I want to be talking about this team in two seasons. Let's mark that down somewhere, I guess. 2025. I want them competing for MLS Cup. I want to be able to have them go in in 2025 and say, this is a favorite for the whole thing. Because that'll help Orlando fans maybe start get coming back, right? They're kind of been like a sleeper cell around Orlando. But we need more competition in the East. It is literally... Philly looks class of the East and then it's whoever is having a good year. Right. And I think with Atlanta getting a longer way, we're going to see that at some point. And then I also think with Orlando, if they can make the leap at some point, um, and it all really comes down to Oscar Preya. I think he did. Exa- he's doing exactly what he did in Dallas where he won an open cup. He gets in the playoffs. He doesn't, quite win it all can he get over that hump in orlando i think is the big question and i'm hoping 
like I said, two years from now, we're like, this is a legit contender. All the legit contenders come from the West right now, except yeah. for Philly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I would 100% agree with that. Just because Red Bull inconsistency, uh, Nashville, they actually regressed, I think, defensively last year, which is shocking because they've always been pretty good. And they've got Hani Mukhtar, but you hope that's enough to push them over. They don't have that special. But again, Nashville just doesn't have that special player. Whereas this, Jordan, it looks like Martino Heda, Cara, and Torres, their top three players are their DPs. Like these guys are guys you pay a lot of money for. Air John Cara, I need to see 15 goals from. Martino yeah. Heda, six to seven assists, six to seven goals. I'm good with that first season. Facundo Torres, 10 assists. Like I really do think he could be that kind of guy, uh, like a Carly's heel. Uh, I really do think he's that creative. Um, and then you got Mauricio Pereira, who's been here forever. He is the staple of this team now. Uh, Cartagena and Arujo, two really star-studded like defensive mid players, and, and the guys that are that are looking to make that European push too. Janssen and Carlos, uh, that's another thing too. Not well, how well this team gels, but if those two stay healthy, it's one of the best defensive trios in this whole league because I would say they're right underneath uh, the pairing of Jack Elliott, Glesnes, and Andre Blake. They're just a step down from those three because I do feel like when they're healthy, Janssen, Carlos, and Gaius, they're just so much talent there in those three. Um, that I think if those three stay healthy and then you add in Kyle Smith and Santos on the side with a Petrasso as a backup holiday, and then you've got Schlegel, who's a great number three option. So it's like, it, it is, it, this team's really exciting. Felipe Martins is added in. That's a beautiful veteran presence. Like I just, I'm really excited about this team. This is probably the most excited I've ever been about Orlando city, just because of how many new guys there are. And like you said, though, if they, if they ramp up and they're gelling by May, you're looking at a top four team, I think. If they're not quite there in the summer, start to summer, I think, yeah, it's realistic. You could see a five or six um, because I think that, you know, th- we've seen some of these get off to a rocky start. So, I don't know. There's hope in Orlando. And like you said, Jordan, I think in two years that 100% you need to set that benchmark of two years. You need to be in conference finals against the union uh, or, you know, in MLS cup playing against <laughs> LAFC or Portland or whoever it's going to be on that side. So it's like, it just, I think you need that in the East and you just don't have it, but I think Orlando could get there. All right. We are back and I hope you guys enjoyed everything uh, that we talked about Orlando city. Again, my expectations for Orlando city would be a four spot home spot. Um, I think that would be a good season for this team. It's not my prediction. I'll kind of give you my prediction where I think they will fall or land in the coming show uh, next week. So I'm excited about that kind of getting that started and kind of giving you an overview of what the Eastern conference looks like. Um, I don't think I'll do the predictions for them. I'll just kind of tell you where I think Orlando city sits um, as far as the Eastern conference, because we're doing our own season prediction show for MLS, which I'll actually put into this feed as well. Um, I think for Orlando city. Um, so that way you guys get an overview of MLS and not just uh, the Orlando city side of it. So I'm excited about that. Uh, thank you for listening to this interview. If you did, or this episode, if you did uh, talking with Jordan about Orlando city, I really um, enjoyed covering MLS over the last couple of years. Uh, and I love doing that show with him. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much it for me today. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you guys again next week. We will talk about the kit reveal. We'll talk about where I think Orlando city uh, will land in the Eastern conference next year, preview what I think, give you some over and unders of some, goal scorers and defenders and things like that. Talk about the keys to the season, talk about where things could go wrong. And we'll, we'll, we'll dive into all that in more depth next week uh, as we talk about the 2023 season. But again, thanks for listening. Really appreciate the support so far and go lions.